0: I felt like i was on the kiddie ride you know what i mean like versus yeah. the rest of the album was like drops and spins and all kinds of crazy shit um
1: yeah like the whole album's like we've got turbulence burr, 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 burr. and then now the, and then like this song's just like, like
0: it's a small world <laughs> exactly oh my god <laughs> i love that so much <laughs>
1: for you this week from this mosh pit podcast host because uh it is semi-early and it was earlier when we woke up this morning to prep the show um and as we all know i am not a morning person i like my sleep but here i am and you know what anyways i only have one song stuck in my head right now so you'd hear that song and we're gonna be talking about that song so you don't want to hear it right now um, and you know we've actually talked about it before and i'm just rambling but <laughs> point of story is that that song is flames and today is internet killed the rock star day
0: Ooh. i can't tell you how many times i have verbally said internet killed the radio star because I can't pretty much every time. Yeah. And not like, I feel like I'm Michelle with all distortions are intentional. Like (laughs) I, I've I've searched it and I'm like, why the fuck isn't this album coming up? Oh, right. Like it takes, (laughs) it takes a minute to like connect.
1: Yeah. Always does. Um, so since it's been a minute since we've done a true mosh pit track by track of a new album, for those of you who are new here, when we have an insert album name here day, that means that we're doing a track by track so we're going to be going really in depth on each song of mod sun's debut pop punk album now i'm gonna be real here because you know i think it impacted my take on the album but i have never listened to mod sun before kelly i know you have and brie i don't think you have so do no. you guys think that made a difference on how you saw the album compared to like you know us having an opinion on mgk prior to tickets to my downfall
0: there are a lot of comparisons I plan to make between the two, so it's very hard for me to separate. I feel, like, I feel like because I knew MGK beforehand, I went into it with a bad attitude, but I was happily surprised, so I feel like I lowered my expectations for him versus Mod Sun, I only had the single to go off of. So I didn't really compare him to any, or to himself, but because he his voice is very similar to MGK's, I found myself comparing their two albums a lot stay tuned to hear my in-depth analysis
2: yeah I feel like I don't know lately there have just been a lot of something else turned pop punk um and especially like rap turned pop punk there has been a lot of that lately obviously MGK the prime example but like also Girlfriends and now Mod Sun. so I did see like some parallels there and like some stuff sounded a little bit similar to me, but um, I do think Mod Sun and Internet Killed the Rockstar is um, is unique, I do. So we'll obviously get into that in more depth in the track by track, but I'm not sure that my past experience of Mod Sun like, really influenced. I think maybe, if anything, it like made it a little better for me, maybe, just because um, I you know think he's talented so it was like kind of the opposite with mgk like i was not an mgk fan before but i liked mod sun i just never really listened to him and this made me listen to him
1: <laughs> well we will just have to see you know uh, our thoughts on internet killed the rock star later on in the show but first as always music, music news, news.
2: All right, starting with music news today, one random little tidbit of news for you. Machine Gun Kelly, now a common name in the pop punk world, um, is releasing a graphic novel around Hotel Diablo. And all I can say is, seems like there may be some copying going around here trying to be like all time low who also like we talked about last week is releasing a graphic novel about their last young renegade era so i don't know how i feel about that but it's coming
0: i i don't even know what he's doing too much what is hotel (laughs) diablo can someone fill me in because i don't even know what that is
2: it's uh one of his past albums oh okay I think oh, it. So was it's like his, one of his um, rap album albums. Album before uh album think before to my Tickets to my downfall.
0: Gotcha, okay.
1: Yeah, I think that's like interesting though that he's doing it for that considering like I mean
2: There's all this hype around Tickets not... to My Downfall
0: and he did Downfall's
2: High yeah. and like Yeah.
0: So uh first item of new music this week is uh Fence by Crown the King. Um, I really like this song. Um, there was this really great echo effect, but with a female voice in the second verse that was, like, really cool. Um, I will say that the feature... Lizzie Farrell. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, she took me out of it. I didn't like her feature in it because I feel like she was so low-key and quiet and normally i like the differentiation i just think maybe it was mixed weird or something it just seemed very almost like i had to strain to hear her or hear what she was saying versus like them it was very like i'm in your face and we're having a great time kind of vibe i don't know i i still really liked the song but i just she wasn't that great for me yeah
1: i i wouldn't say she wasn't great but I do agree that she was maybe too quiet for the song. Like, if they had slowed down and quieted that that bit of of yes. her feature with the music a little bit more, it might have worked better. Like, I usually, I usually kind of like those contrasting elements. Yeah. Uh, I'm just not sure that they really nailed it here. But, uh, you know, I, I do love the song overall. Like, even if she wasn't utilized enough, she, she those like you said, those echoes and then, you know, the, um, the backups that she did after her verse i i mean it was great but i don't think it was enough but overall the it was a great like emo pop punk vibe the chorus was catchy as fuck like after the first chorus i was singing it i think so
2: too i think the um i i thought this one was a really good showcase of pop punk storytelling and i think what the feature did for me was like enhance the story of the song um you know, having that kind of, it wasn't really like call and response, but having like the two different voices talking in the story kind of enhanced the song for me a little bit. Um, and I also thought the chorus was super catchy and that always helps. So I liked it. Next song that we want to share with you is called A War Within by McKenna. Is that correct? McKenna? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Kelly, I uh,
1: always I always like how you introduce songs. We'd like to share this with you. You're so good to our
0: I know. Listeners. I feel like we're uh I feel like I we're mean, like at uh, story time at the library. Like okay kids, this is next a new- kids.
2: We've got Yeah.
0: <laughs> well Gather round resort. children. <laughs> um
2: yeah, so this song guitar drums are like a shot of adrenaline like listen to this if you need to wake up um like I did like in early <laughs> early yesterday morning I listened to this and it was just uh, an immediate shot of adrenaline I was awake after this I definitely enjoyed the energy and the intensity and and the lyrics to this one were really great too I'm definitely thankful that pop punk bands are talking about about mental health which this song is definitely doing. Um, I tend to be my own worst enemy, and it's cathartic and and sometimes helpful to, you know, hear about that in
0: songs. So I actually did listen to uh, this song early this morning before recording uh, at 8 a.m. to be specific, and it was kind of hard because I was Uh, holding my cup of coffee, and uh, it was really hard to headbang to the beginning of this (laughs) song while holding a very full cup of coffee, so I'm not really sure which woke me up, the song or the coffee. Um, I will say that uh, the best way to, uh, like, surmise this song is my fiancé, who does not listen to pop-punk only when I force him to, and, you know, rock music, he's not into that really that much. He walked in and was like, wow, this is pretty good, and it was during, like, the portion of the song where they were screaming. So I feel like that kind of wraps it all up in a nice little package of like, even if you don't really like this kind of music, it's gonna it's a good song. It's very solid. So
1: Yeah, no, I was I was a big fan. Um, you know, you guys kind of said it all, like just for me it was it was like a culmination of some of the best influences in the scene to me. Like, you know, it was like Thirty Seconds to Mars meets a Data Remember, meets Sleeping with Sirens, meets Pierce the Veil. Like it was it was just awesome. Um, and then next up we have connect the dots by when the clock strikes which is a newfound glory cover and so what's funny about this is that i didn't realize it was a newfound glory cover to begin with because um connect the dots is not a song that i listen to often um it's yeah because it's not one of their popular songs and you know it's it's kind of hidden in an album and that's why it's like a, i think an interesting choice of cover because it's one of the three songs that was made for newfound glory's live album kill it and it was just that's why it threw me but it was thinking it was when the clock strikes it just made me want to mosh and it, uh, that's kind of obvious now realizing that it's a newfound glory cover because like what's dancier or moshier <laughs> and more upbeat pop punk than old school newfound glory Uh, but yeah I think they absolutely nailed this cover and because I thought it was their song I was like oh all right let's go listen to some more I love this (laughs) and uh, and then again so there's my praise for uh, pop punk covers
2: (laughs) always praising pop punk covers I thought I did not know I will admit to I did not know this was a Newfound Glory cover to begin with I thought it was so catchy um but the uh the singer's voice just it reminds me of, like, everyone. Like, I was listening to it, and I was like, this reminds me of this person, this person, this person. It's just kind of, like, a culmination of, um, like, a bunch of pop-punk voices into one. Like, kind of, like, typical pop-punk vocals, but, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad bad thing. Like, that's why we love this music is (laughs) for the, you know, the powerful vocals and the the catchiness and, and all of that, so... I don't think it's a bad thing but that was one thing that um that struck me about the song
0: so i would say the song was like definitely like another shot of adrenaline like we were talking about in the last song the opening guitar like meow, was super loud in my house <laughs> and also listening to this at 8 a.m so my neighbors are gonna be fucking pissed at me <laughs> um <laughs> but i would say yeah um i mean you guys said a lot of what i was thinking um i had no idea that this was a cover either um i i was vibing hard with this one and the chorus is catchy and now i want to go listen to the newfound glory original version of it you know honestly i
1: want to say that i mean you guys know i love me some newfound glory not lately maybe but i do love newfound glory they're one of my top bands i want to say that when the clock strikes version is better Ooh, Ooh, yeah so there you go when the clock strikes you're welcome (laughs)
0: okay next song we've got for you today uh is in my head by up from here um so i like this song a lot but then like at the beginning as i'm listening i'm like oh this is really good then the chorus hit and the lead singer stays in that i'm struggling to hit this high-pitched note but also trying to put power behind it voice you know that like you know what i'm saying Uh, Maybe I'm explaining it wrong. No, I get what you're saying. uh, Like, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I just feel like he tries to stay there for too long. Like, the entire chorus is that voice. And I just, it's not a bad thing. Like, his voice isn't bad. It sounds really good. It's just a lot of the same. It doesn't, you know, it just kind of sounds like wallpaper. It all sounds the same. Like, the verses are great. And, you know, everything else is great. Just the chorus, I feel like it's just very one-note
2: um so i like same same as you i was really enjoying the song at the beginning i love the verses and then um something happened for me too when the chorus hit but immediately i just thought it sounded like we the kings like i was like is that travis like what is i don't know what's happening here um but like same as you like right when the chorus hit something different happened for me i think uh, yeah i know so you know he didn't remind me so
1: much of travis as much as uh ronnie winter of red jumpsuit apparatus That's kind of where my head went with that. And, you know, I liked his almost kind of screechy voice in the chorus. But, I mean, I I, I disagree with you that, like, you know, um, he was trying too hard. I think it was that he was just struggling to stay there more than he was trying too hard. That's fair.
0: I I mean, I don't think it was like he was trying too hard. It was just more of a, I meant more of like just like the effort, you know, like that. Like, it's just like mm -hmm. the tone more than him like trying too hard. I don't know. Right. I I get it. it Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I get it. But uh, I mean, overall, though, I was really feeling the song like the guitars throughout the song were great. Like at first they were creating like this urgency and like had me ready to see where the song was going to go. And then, you know, it just kind of kept me at that right level of intensity, whether that was up or down for like the rest of the narrative of the song. And I I was uh, I was really digging it.
2: Yeah, I thought overall the song was like really upbeat and also pretty well produced. And then. I actually read their Spotify bio, and it says they recorded with Dan Swank, who um, either, like, tours with ATL or All Time Low or, like, helps them with production or something like that. But he's somehow related to the All Time Low world, so that's obviously pretty cool for us.
1: (laughs) Cool little connection there. Cool, cool connection. So next up, we've got Black Nova by Eva Six meh uh, uh yeah I mean um yeah I don't know it 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 kind of depressed me on some like deep instinctual primal level like if we go into like some Freudian shit my id did not like this at all it was like legit recoiling just I don't I wasn't not a fan of this not even the slightest bit
2: yeah just no no thanks for me uh it was, like, a weird mix between, like, indie pop and then maybe something that's, like, in the background of an infomercial. I don't know. <laughs> and that just was my first thought when I was listening to it
1: um and now i'm trying to like think of like uh, what kind of music's in the background of an infomercial like i i
2: like i've never seen one before (laughs) it it was like the beat it was just like this i'm pretty
0: sure the last time i saw an infomercial was like the magic bullet at 4 a.m like when i was in (laughs) junior high school was trying to stay up late with my friend i don't know
2: like what what possessed me to say that but like that's what it sounded like to me i don't know
1: it was another it was <laughs> deep and instinctual for you Just it just was me.
2: that's what that's what flowed out i don't know but i'm just gonna keep listening inside out so love it
0: um so i was i was like eve six this is these are the people who sang here's to the night right like that high school song that everyone cries over like that's the same band <laughs> right i'm not like mistaken here's to the night Here's I don't know. I, I don't know what I... we felt alive. Here's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They do, do sing dude, that, too. Dude cry, Literally, oh. I saw Eve 6, and that's the only song I know by them. So I'm like, oh, You okay. know Inside Those Out, the heart, in, the heart in the Blender song? No.
1: No, you know, when you said Here's to the Night, I was thinking of uh the Somerset, like... Oh, yeah, this me too. Is the night. <laughs> yeah, Not that I sang it well and people would know.
0: That's all I could think about. So I'm like, okay, it, it's going to be, like, rock, a little bit emo. It'll be fine. And then it just I, – I just don't – I just don't understand what happened. Yeah. Um, there's that weird section, too, of, like, spoken word where he's, like, not <laughs> rapping but not singing, and there's, like, no music underneath it. It's very strange. Mm. And I just – I kind of feel like the melody is something that the B fifty twos would have done if they were like on antidepressants or like some kind of you know what I mean? Like
2: we're getting like very, very creative with our description. Like a of very this.
0: dark B fifty twos vibe. Like not Love Shack, but like Love Shack if they were like super depressed. Oh god. Okay.
2: Our All right, listeners have to have to tell us what your uh strange review of this song would be after you listen to it. Is it the background <laughs> of an infomercial or <laughs> Something else. Oh God! All right, moving on to something different here. Uh, Next single is called "Beautiful Stranger" by The Night Game, and um, The Night Game is Martin Johnson, formerly the vocalist of Boys Like Girls. Side note: We miss you. Let's open up the vault on some Boys Like Girls one of these days Mm. because yeah, we just miss them. Um, But anyway, this single is off of his album Dog Years, which is going to be released March 5th. Um, But it's very, like, synth, electro-poppy, like, definitely, like, feels like it's right out of the 80s. There's some nice saxophone mixed in there, too. I actually, like, really liked the song overall. It was, like, dancey, but, like, kind of romantic. And um, I like, I always like Martin's vocals, but they were, like, oddly powerful and also soft at the same time i'm unsure how that works but that's what i felt yeah you know it was interesting to me about
1: his vocals It to me it didn't even sound like party marty um yeah you know it was like def like 80s-esque um and even vocally like he reminded me of almost of an aha or rick astley and um it was very interesting because i'm like this isn't martin johnson to me but but i was digging it you know i was vibing with that sax cal and then like it was like really very chill house party uh, background or like driving music and you know those electro synthy elements like that screech kind of added something cool to it especially mixed in with that sax like uh, you know this like going back to what we talked about before this is how you add con- contrasting elements and make it work
2: yeah
0: I just, I just feel like this could be played on an '80s uh, Spotify channel, and I don't know if I'd be able to pick it out if it, you know, like what song wasn't actually made in the '80s. <laughs> I, I, I liked the song, but it was like real hard in that '80s vibe, for sure. All right, next song we got for you guys, or actually the last new individual song, single. We'll, like, last single, on. last single, yeah, individual. There's song. so I'm much more. Don't worry, it's, it's so early. I can't. Anyways, um last single up on our list of new music is Point North, uh, Lifeline featuring Black Tiger, Sex Machine, and Kaizo? Kaizo? No. Ocean idea. Mark. Okay, well <laughs> Kaizo. either way. Kaizo um, look yeah, looks correct. Y'all need to be ready for this song because I feel like I was not prepared for it when I was sitting here at, you know, 9am listening to this playlist and all of a sudden the beat fucking drops and EDM takes over my bedroom. (laughs) And I'm like I feel like I need to have lights off and a strobe light going and fucking jumping around a room or something. Maybe with a glow stick. I don't know. Um, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I like it, but I don't know if I love it yet because it's it's a lot to take in at once (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I am excited to see someone pushing the boundaries of like the scene but like in a positive way I feel like there's been a lot of people testing their limits and stuff and a lot of people have been falling on their face recently and I feel like this was a fun take on pop-punk yeah
2: I'd like pop-punk EDM just became its own genre um it's definitely like a step further into the electronic world than brand new vision was but i feel like brand new vision um like thinking back to that whole album like there were a lot of electronic elements that they um that they experimented with for the album so it kind of feels like that was maybe a stepping stone and an experiment for them to like get to this full on EDM collab and um, I think I just same as you Bri, I think I have to listen to it like 20 more times to decide if I like it or not I'm too like in shock and like excited I think to know whether or not I actually liked it but um, like whether or not I personally like it I thought the, the song was, was really awesome and we told you that Point North was gonna innovate the scene and here you go
1: yeah, I mean, I would say this is really kind of far outside the the scene cuz you know, I, while Point North is on it, I think I believe it's Kazos and he's a DJ and I, I don't know, it was just it was very Skrillexy for me and it's not not for me. <laughs> like I'm not a huge fan of Skrillex to begin with and so like something that's reminiscent of that even though like, you know, I'll party to EDM music, whatever. Um it's not going to be for me. But I do find it interesting that all of Point North is always on the collabs that they do. It's not just, like, one of them. So, you know, like you said, they definitely are on that stepping stone path. Like, they may be moving in a Skrillex direction or a Cash Cash direction, because, you know, they did kind of start... Cash Cash was definitely Neon Pop Punk, or, <laughs> and uh, mm. Skrillex was in um, From First to Last. And, you know, while that's cool for them, you know, I, I don't know if I'll stay on point north if that's you know the route they're taking because I mean I, I definitely dug Brand New Vision because you know I, I think they still had those roots while definitely pushing boundaries in this direction but mm-hmm. if, it, if it continues to go that way I don't think I'll stick around we'll see yeah we'll just have to roll with the punches <laughs>
0: hey segue
1: uh, speaking of Brooklyn who we have talked about on some of the last few episodes have officially released their EP, Roll with the Punches. Um, you know, we've previously talked about Crazy and Bite the Bullet and really digging those, and the whole EP kind of stays in that lane. You know, it's high energy, just super pop punk, kind of anthemic. It's, you know, reminiscent of Newfound Glory and Four Years Strong. And, you know, I want to say it's infectious because that's a more powerful word than just catchy. But, you know, then I remember we're still, like, in a pepperidge farm. So we'll stick with the album <laughs> being catchy as fuck. That's because that's, you know, if I add the as fuck, it's still a powerful statement. You know, it's catchy it is as powerful. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. And um, I got to say, uh, on their, like, ballady song with Jason Lancaster, major hard eyes. Huh. Mm. Oh, yeah.
0: so building off the jason lancaster one song i literally was listening just like to the full album and i knew there was a feature with him and all of a sudden i heard the acoustic guitar come in i'm like 100 this is the song with jason lancaster on it and it was because (laughs) i could not like as i was listening to brooklyn's like the first half of the album because i haven't really listened to them before i was like oh I cannot see how he is going to be featured in this because he's like way more like low key versus like I feel like they're way more like like very solid high example energy. of pop yeah very high energy very solid examples of pop punk and I don't think that there was a bad song on this album but like definitely when that acoustic guitar came in I was like oh this makes sense but um, I I loved I love the album it was it was really good um, I am definitely. Going to start listening to brooklyn more often and i'm putting this song in my regular rotation i might actually put it into our driving rotation that currently only consists of all-time low as a pop punk song i'm slowly trying to turn (laughs) Clayton into a pop punk fan a pop punk advocate he has agreed to let me play some pop punk at the wedding so i'm very (gasps) excited about that wow i know we're we're trying to find we're trying to find um classical covers of pop punk songs for the ceremony it's a lovely idea.
2: Um, I loved Roll With The Punches. I thought every song on it was a great time. I Probably my favorites are Anxiety and Here To Stay, which was the Jason Lancaster feature. Um, those are probably my two favorites on it, aside from obviously also loving the two singles they put out. But um, it was definitely like a longer EP. It was half hour long nine songs um which I'm obviously excited about I just wasn't expecting a nine song EP but it's awesome big fan very like classic pop punk vibe um throughout the whole thing so definitely worth a listen
0: yeah
1: Cal. you know I I think you kind of said it there like I don't think there was a bad song on it yeah like, i think every song yeah. was just a jam and um that's why they had to make it nine definitely. songs
2: because
1: they, they yeah. were all good all good yeah and anxiety is definitely one of my top ones too kelly that was that's a really great song
0: i have another song on here oh shipwrecked shipwrecked was one of mine i oh, did I like know, anxiety too, too. Mm-hmm. i feel like
1: kelly today like oh that one was a good one yeah i also oh, like yeah this one. Okay. i also like that one <laughs>
0: honestly that is like the these are my for, top like, nine <laughs> I'm same, this is the vibe for this entire episode because in all honesty i don't know it, maybe i was just in a really good mood maybe i'm turning into a morning person and i just like everything and accept- i know i'm that. that's completely a lie um, so another new album i'm only I- ever
1: a morning person when i'm at kelly's place because her because i feed you boyfriend. pancakes <laughs> yes because she makes me pancakes that's why i'm a morning person at kelly's god <laughs>
0: Alright, uh, next new album we have for today is, uh, John the Ghost and his album I Only Want to Live Once, um, it's just, this is the other EP, correct? Yes. So technically it's an EP, but this is also a very Also nine EP. songs. <laughs> yeah, th- these EPs are not really EPs, like, when I was prepping for the, al- the, the, um, show, I was like, oh, I've got two hours until we record, I have plenty of time to listen to two EPs in an album. No, I did not, because these these EPs were freaking long. Yeah, apparently,
2: like, the days of four to six song EPs are, like, gone. Gone, gone,
0: right? Or maybe just because it's uh, quarantine time, so they were like, we have so much time, we're going to shove every song on this EP. (laughs) Anywho, uh, jumping from Brooklane into this was a very 180 vibe. Um, It's... Super mellow and low-key, and I was super digging it. It was nice, um, you know, break, I guess, from all, like, the high-energy stuff I had just listened to. Um, It was—this—I feel like this album is, like, a great laying on the beach or laying by the pool, like, relaxing kind of vibe. I also feel like it would be great for a road trip. Speaking of road trip, Rolled Down Windows is probably one of my favorite songs on the album, um, I love it <laughs> I feel like that was such like a great vibe Michelle I'm picking up on your segues um, <laughs> Here and Gone was also a really good song um, The feature I feel like was awesome um, The rapping part like just kind of elevated it And I was not expecting that from John the Ghost To have a rap feature um, But I was, I, I dug it uh, I feel like it brought the song up a couple notches How do you guys yeah. feel?
2: I obviously love it what else is new me loving something that John O'Callaghan releases shocker um I am obsessed with roll down window he released that a while ago like maybe like a year plus ago as a single and um I was surprised kind of to see it on the um see it again on the EP but it's it's an an amazing song um also very obsessed with live once and why and here gone this is another one where like I Hmm. just love them all um, but he, he's just a poet and he's got just such a dreamy voice, put those two things together and, you know, you can't yeah, not magic. listen. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I agree with what you both said. It was, it was just, uh, it was magical. I think, you know, John O'Callaghan can do no wrong. So, um, okay. I was a big fan overall. I don't really have much else to say on that.
2: Mm hmm. He's pretty awesome. Okay, last new album before we dive into our official track-by-track track of the day. Although I feel like we've probably gone through the equivalent of, like, four albums today so far. But the um, <laughs> last new album to talk about is um, The Pretty Reckless, released Death by Rock and Roll. And, um... Wow like just wow like this album is so powerful I thought um, the so a little like a little background like I have been wanting to listen to the pretty Reckless for a while and I just like haven't done it I don't know why like I just haven't done it yet um, and listening to death by rock and roll was just like a, a like, trigger for me like this is like you know taylor's my new idol she is just absolutely amazing (laughs) like so badass so punk like she is just incredibly talented um but i also you know watched a lot of like interviews that she's been doing about um about death by rock and roll and the she's just like the sweetest person and then she's this like badass icon like it's it's awesome. But, um, you know, going back to the actual album, the story behind, you know, the writing of this album, Taylor Momsen, she talked about kind of the, the story of, you know, writing this album and she was just in a, a, you know, super dark place after experiencing a lot of loss. The death of, of Chris Cornell and also their producer, Cato, kind of all happened one after another And that very much influenced, you know, the, this album. And, um, so the album itself, the, it kind of felt like a a two part story a little bit. Like the first half, there was an interlude and then the second half. And the first half was, was pretty heavy, um, pretty dark. And the second half kind of felt like, um, a little bit of like acceptance and seeing the light at the end of the tunnel kind of, um, so it, it i think it really showed like a pretty good journey of like um of going through loss and and you know coping with that um death by rock and roll um 25 and um and so it went featuring uh tom morello absolutely just like bangers There, it's i don't even know how to like describe how good those songs are i don't have enough um musical terms in my (laughs) in my bank right now just incredible just so very extremely good yeah no i i agree with you those were some of
1: my top songs as well and um yeah it's she's i also have been just meaning to kind of listen to the pretty reckless and i never got around to it until this album and um Taylor Momsen's just a goddess. Like, she's such a badass, and um, and just her vocals, like, her talent, She's and she's got that really, like, kind of uh, raspy, gritty voice that I love, so it, like, just gives it an, an extra, like, just personal, like, mm-hmm. um, preference. It's a personal preference for me, so, like, I loved that. And, uh, yeah, she's a uh, – the whole album was just so good. So good.
2: I wasn't, like, expecting that grit from her voice, really. Like, the first time – uh, like I the I listened to um, they did twenty she did 25 um, acoustic, and I listened to that and like when I heard like her not only like the grit in her voice, but like the power and emotion in her voice, I was like, oh That's I insane. literally got goosebumps. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh I think you know why it's unexpected. It's because our generation probably oh, right not she's Jenny Humphrey. Kids. our How like, is Jenny Humphrey
2: doing that right now? <laughs>
0: I didn't. Okay, not so only Jenny Humphrey, but
2: Cindy Lou Who. See, yeah, <laughs> that's
0: that's my thing. Is I didn't watch Gossip Girl, so when Je- when uh, Kelly told me like, oh, you know who that is, right? And like she said, Jenny, hum-, I was like, I don't know what you are talking. She's like, it's Cindy Lou Who. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <She's>, like so <laughs> confused. And oh god, her voice is so awesome. I can't get over it. And I'm in. I had this like weird debate in my head about like what you would classify their music as because like. It's not. It's like giving a very heavy rock vibe, but not as aggressive. So it's like heavy rock light, but like it's not light (laughs) rock. I had this like debate in my head, like just went round and and round. Yeah, it was like a weird word association, and it was just I don't know. Um, I we're full of contradictions.
1: I had some last week too.
0: but also the feature by fucking tom morello like the last time i heard that name was when you could play him as a character on guitar hero like what just (laughs) like what just happened um and to be quite honest i feel like guitar hero needs to come out with a new uh version with the song he's featured on i forget the name of it but um it was so good wild i it, Mm -hmm.
1: loved it All right, so that wraps up all the new albums this week. Uh, It has been a week of a lot of new music. Um, It's been crazy. Um, But the one that stuck out to us the most that we will be doing our track-by-track of is Mod Sun's Internet Killed the Rockstar.
2: While Mod Sun started out playing drums... In post-hardcore bands, Four Letter Lie, and Scary Kids Scaring Kids, his music and his solo career evolved into a more hip-hop-influenced sound, and I actually saw someone called it Hippie Hop, which I agree with more, because it, it does kind of have a hippie sound, his, uh, his past solo <laughs> music. Um, but, Internet Killed the Rockstar, Mod Sun's fourth studio album, produced by John Feldman, um, who is very, you know, well known in the in the pop punk mm-hmm. world, uh, shows us his more pop punk and punk rock roots. Um, Mod Sun says that everything he made when he was growing up as a teenager is fully ingrained into everything he is making now as a 33 year old.
1: You know, I gotta say, I remember Scary Kids Scaring Kids. I didn't know Mod Sun was in that. Literally,
0: band. as as Kelly was reading it, I'm like. He was in them? Oh my god. Yeah, he really? drummed on okay. Warp Tour. Also the phrase wow. he was in them sounds so wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean it's kind of fitting for today, I suppose. Uh,
0: oh no. No,
2: okay. Alright. We gotta start with song we'll number there. one. We have to start with track one. <laughs> Alright, so first song on Internet Kill the Rock Star is called Karma. And I love it. It is probably my favorite song in the album. Say that phrase way too much, I know, but it might be. <laughs> um, it's just so catchy. It's got it definitely like I feel like this out of you know a, a lot of songs in the album. This had more of the pop punk vibes and influence than some of the other songs. Which Absolutely. so obviously that mm-hmm. makes it one of my favorites. And it started out with like a gang vocal chorus. Like okay, the gang vocals hook me right like hook me right in. Why don't you? Um, I
1: right. really like it. Yeah, no, what a way to start an album. Like it took me completely by surprise. Um, like, he set the tone yeah. when he was like, I hope you choke on every lie you said to me. Like, I was okay, like, oh, um, whoa, okay, so this is how we're going. All so
0: right, buckle free. the fuck um, up, guys.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, and then it's the gang vocals, and, you know, and just it, the gang vocals are so prominent because the music is so minimal, and it's just mm-hmm. like it really made an impact those lyrics, you know? And then when the music really kicked in, it, it made it even more like, let's fucking do this. Uh, but, yeah, no, he's got... A pretty great vocal range, too, and this song uh, Mm -hmm. really did it for me as an intro to the album because, let's be real, who doesn't want someone that burned them in the past to get everything they deserve? (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
0: I literally can't even add anything because everything you guys said I had in my notes. Like, (laughs) this is probably one of the best ways that I've ever heard an album start. Like, if you're comparing it just to any, like, album review we've done, like, this is, like, probably the best opening song the best version of like an o- album opener like every sense of the word like such a like kick you in the teeth like <laughs> fucking get ready kids here i like, am exactly <laughs> strap in and you know it's it's gonna be a fucking ride and yeah i i loved it like it's i so good. it's i've already have it in my regular rotation playlist Same, like, it's, it's already you know. been saved
2: it's a 10 so moving
1: on to track two bones Intra- it was very much an interesting choice for me to go like a low key vibe to start this song when um you know it was like a slow build up to that that energy that we kind of got on the last one you know um it because you know it was like okay we're building it up and now we're bringing it back down and um you know and then it, it was kind of uh interesting that it went like a little rappy like I didn't expect him not to do some rap stuff on the album but surprised me Mm -hmm. that it was so early in the album and in a ballad um so uh But like, you know, despite all my confusion with this song, it's uh, a it's pretty powerful, you know, and it it built up so subtly that, you know, I didn't even realize that by the end of it, I was like somehow holding a lighter and like waving it back and forth. Like, I don't know how I got the lighter. I don't smoke. And I don't know when I started waving it. It's like this. The song had this mystical hold over me. But yeah, I was I was a big fan.
0: I agree with, especially with the candle, or the lighter imagery, especially because the only lighters I have in my house are for candles, so they're those long torch guys that, like, can fit down into a candle. <laughs> so I, I'm i just, like, theoretically sitting here waving the torch back and forth, like, I've I'm, <laughs> I'm got, like, a pitchfork or some shit. Um, but no, I, I agree. It was a very confusing but also awesome song. Like, I'm, like, the whole time I was like, oh, 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 and... I don't know it was it was such a solid song and it was very like the contrasting vibes that were going on throughout it were just so good and I'm surprised how much I liked a low slow song that early in the album normally you know you wait a couple songs and it was just like such a like shifting gears like here's my range going from banger karma to this it's just like crazy. Absolutely. The
1: shift was, like, a huge surprise for me, and I think that's maybe why, like, it caught me off guard, and I actually liked a ballad
0: for once. Um, Yeah, so it was like, oh, okay, cool, let's do this. Shift is definitely a good word to say, because in my head, I was like, it's kind of like when people drift with cars. It's like they're going super fast, and then you just slam on the brakes, and it spins 180. Like, that's what he did, basically. Yeah. I loved it.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with everything you guys just you guys just said I really liked actually his hip hop um, roots and like the the rap Mm kind of coming through on this one Um, and like lyric wise it seemed to be you know maybe about like a toxic relationship or something like that and so on in the second verse he kind of he talks about like every conversation turns into a battle um, and like all this stuff and for some reason I wanted to look up like his his relationship history because like I don't I don't know anything about him like I feel like a lot of other bands we listen to we like know about stuff about love them <laughs> and right like I feel like we know that usually like going into stuff so if like a, if there's like something about that in a song we're like oh they're probably referencing like whoever. And I just didn't know any of that, so I was really curious. So I googled his his relationship the YouTuber? history. <laughs> yes. I well, I don't know like who I've never heard of her before, but Tana. Me either. Tana, no, no Anna? idea. But so her, but then also this whole thing with Bella Thorne, like oh, yeah, Ugh. and then they I were like both. kind of a throuple, maybe unsure. Like he Modson son dated Tana Tana, unsure. The youtuber and then also dated bella and then bella and and the youtuber dated and then at one point they were all three dating at the same time i was just so con- i wanted to know it's what was happening and like get some clarity uh- but i ended up way more confused than when i started wait i am hearing
0: all of this information for the first time right now and i am so like what? I need to yeah, go I, I need to go deep dive this whole thing right now. Like this has just killed my Saturday. Like I am just going to spend the entire day deep diving. Well honestly, it's not
2: very helpful because I deep dive for like two hours and I really <laughs> didn't get anywhere, I'll be honest. Like, there's really not a whole lot of detail on it. Like I don't know, I was trying to find like interviews or like videos where like someone would talk about it. No, it's all like I don't know. So we don't so really um, learn that much.
1: I, I uh I, I did mention Tana when um, I was talking about Better Man, track number four, and mm. uh, you know she uh, she does have a video out that fans think is about uh, Monza oh. because she talks about her ex boyfriend, but she doesn't name him. So no that's, way. So you gotta go there. I think I think it's you know it's got a clickbaity title like my ex boyfriend cheated on me with my best friend or some bullshit like that. So it's probably about. Uh, Bella Thorne and yeah
2: oh my god See, maybe I'm yeah, I'm in it I'm in the drama now <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh god okay um next song up on the album which we have already previously talked about is flames featuring Avril Lavigne our pop-pump princess um So we've already obviously talked about this before, but now listening to it in the context of the album, I have way greater respect for Mod Sun. Like, the first time we listened to it, I was just like, oh my god, Avril's back! And I focused more on her, even (laughs) though she... Like, she's obviously the feature, but, like, it's Avril Levine, so how do you not freak out about it? But now listening to it in, you know, with the context of him, I do notice a lot more about how much he brings to the song and how well their voices work together, and it was a lot more of a cohesive song rather than me just being like shut up dude I want to hear Avril sing
1: (laughs) wow Brie like you know what's funny is that like I didn't have much else to say on the song like except that I loved it it's been stuck in my head forever Mm -hmm. but like now that you're saying that I'm like wow yeah like as I listened through it in the album I was listening to it in the context of this is Mod Sun's song and it's not just oh my god
0: Avril (laughs) so yeah that definitely
1: yeah no that definitely you know it, it it made me love it more, I think, because now I don't just love it for Avril, I love it for Mod Sun as well.
2: Totally. Nothing to add. That's literally exactly <laughs> the same way I feel. Um,
1: so, track number four, Better Man. Uh, so, after the kind of gritty vibe of Flames, this was surprisingly upbeat and Mm. again we've got these shift changes and I'm loving it that all these shift changes that the album's taking us through like I'm definitely not bored that is for sure and you know I'm not getting any sort of musical fatigue um and while I loved it musically I'm not sure I dig the message here like maybe it's just me but it feels like you know the person he's singing about um we're assuming Tana here maybe um is that, you know, she made him a better man. She saved him, and he doesn't, you know, want to die lonely and wants her back because of that. Not because of who she is, but what she did for him. And that's not a really Mm. healthy dynamic that I'm here for. So, you know, I I can understand the emotion behind it, but, like, it's not what people should be feeling or, you know,
0: (laughs) striving for. It's it's hard because, you know, like, like, Satan's told me a bunch of times about how, you know being with me has made him want to be a better person a better man kind of a thing and mm-hmm. i agree that the it's the other aspect of the song of wanting her back just because he was better with her i agree it's not a great sentiment but yeah. it's cuz like and honestly i didn't even catch that that was part of it i was i was just you know vibing with the song cuz i always have mm. to like read the lyrics in order to actually process them but so i get i get that it can that part of it is definitely problematic but I
1: I mean, I definitely like there there is an aspect to, you know, being a better person for your significant other. But that shouldn't be the only reason you want to be with them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they they make you better. And that's 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 what I was getting from Better Man.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, But musically, I I was vibing um, the high notes he gets in the chorus were fucking baller. Um, Oh, yeah. It was nice to see him stretch that muscle, if you will. Um, But, yeah, it was a catchy song. And, yeah, I agree the messaging isn't that great. But there are more problematic songs on this album than this one. Stay tuned. (laughs) I don't – we'll see.
2: So, I think – I mean, his vocal range is, like, really great. I think, um, yeah, the start start of the chorus is, like, probably the highest notes he hits in in this whole album. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's – he's got a really great range. It's – it's – uh, I think, too, like, since he's done, you know, he started out with drumming, and now he, and then his solo career was more, like, hip-hop and rap and, like, that hippie vibe. Like, this album, I feel like, is a really serious showcase of his musical talent and, like, his vocal talent and his range. Because, um, I mean, I haven't listened to, like, a ton of his solo songs, but... um like rap only can showcase so much i feel like this is allowing for a lot more of his talent to kind of come out um i think totally you know the message of the the song can be interpreted in yeah. in in different ways um i mean like tons of pop punk songs about like regret and trying to get someone back like mm. stuff like Are, that the greatest um, messages Yeah, Yeah. it is what it is. But, um, this one had a great bridge, which I obviously love to call out because, um, you know, pop punk typically has some really great bridges. I think this one kind of brought it home for me. There was also really killer drums in this song also. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I like this one overall. All right. So track number five is Prayer. And this was, um a refreshing song I think in all aspects like musically and thematically for me like in the realm of like pop punk in general like the whole like message like you forgot to take the time to be grateful I found a better path I need to I need to stay on it like Mm -hmm. I think you know this song in particular and like I talked about this a little bit in the intro like comparing to MGK and to Girlfriends and to you know other acts that have gone from rap to to pop punk um this song is the one that kind of solidified the pretty stark like differences in the between mod sun and mgk and girlfriends and you know the uniqueness that i think mod sun brings like the themes and the storytelling here is just like it's a different level to me and it's it's also very varied like every song here has not been about the same thing It's not been all about girls. It's not been all about drugs and alcohol. Like every song feels really different. And like this one in particular was just like really refreshing for me. And it was also super catchy. So, um, a, a, one of my favorite, one of my, I don't want to say the word favorite. Like
0: I really like this song.
2: (laughs) One of my top songs on this album. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely
1: agree with you, Cal. Again, you know, another shift change in this album. It's, it's keeping us on our toes for sure. And, I absolutely agree with you. One thousand and eighty-seven percent that um, this this song kind of solidifies, like I, I think uh, Mod Sun's talent above the rest. Because this is not something that I think the other artists that are kind of you know playing with different genres can do. Because like he's he's done something special here. I personally wasn't really able to connect with it. I preferred bones, but I think it was still like a fantastic song, and like I think a lot of people can connect with it as he talks, you know, about the struggles in his past. Uh, but yeah,
0: I I agree. It's nice to see a slow song in pop punk that's not about someone getting their heart broken. Like it's about his yeah. personal struggles and you know how he's dealing with it and all that stuff. Um, I also appreciate that the techno beat and, like, whatever coming in the second half of the song, so that way it wasn't, like, a ballad strictly through, it kind of built as it went, which I appreciated. but mm-hmm. I agree. He, again, it's, every time there's something different, every new song, every, every, it just, it's ever-changing, and I feel like I need to, I just need to listen to it over and over again, this album.
1: Yeah, and, you know, um, what you said about it building up, I feel like every song, kind of because of they're just ever-changing in this way that they're, they're, they're always building up. And, you know, each song you get excited for what's next with it.
2: I will say, like, um, you know, this is supposed to be his, like, pop-punk album. It definitely, like, uh, it, and, like, for MGK and Girlfriends, like, that was their debut pop-punk album. I do feel like MGK and Girlfriends were more pop-punk. Like, this feels... Definitely feels way more influenced by a lot of things not just pop punk um i'm not saying that as a bad thing yeah Yeah. there are definitely elements of pop punk for sure it's just like you know it feels like there's more going on than just pop punk um which wasn't like pop i'm a a mgk and girlfriends just really felt like like twenty two thousands 2000s pop punk (laughs)
0: yeah i feel like i mean it's hard to say because, you know, there's the pop punk purists who will say that this isn't super pop punk influenced, but you have to kind of look at the genre, the scene. It's so fucking vast about different, you know, mm-hmm. styles and influences and whatnot. So I personally, I don't know, I felt, I mean, it's not stereotypical, but I definitely can tell that it's, you know, a solid pop punk album.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think that's the thing, is that there is those purists when it comes to genres. But it, like we talked about in literally our first episode, genres overlap.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Gen- different genres are influenced by other things. And, you know, and especially now in this day and age when there's just so much co- connectivity, you know, everything's overlapping. And genres aren't real anymore.
0: <laughs> They're <laughs> a social exist. construct trying to keep us down and pit it against yeah. each other. Yeah. <laughs> Fight the man.
1: (laughs) It's a tool of the man. No to authority. And we say that mockingly, but, like, actually. But actually, it's very true. Uh, (laughs) Okay,
0: we went on a real hard tangent into, like, the ethereal thought process behind this album, but let's just get back into the music. Um, Next track on the album, track six, is 20 Numb. So the song is very happy and poppy like when you actually listen to the music but like the words like one of the main like refrains is only the good die young and that's that like only phrase, the good die numb so but the, the the original i mean obviously it's a play on only the good die young only good die young yes but that in and that phrase is used over and over again in so many different songs and so many different genres and you kind of forget that like it's talking about death and so people are just like yeah party it's great like that kind of vibe but in Uh reality like this song is about a friend who died i think this i mean
2: this song was like i definitely agree like the juxtaposition and like contrast of happy music and like um darker you know meaning behind the lyrics and the song um was totally there but i think it was done like so well like i i like when there's contrast like that it makes you think more about what you're listening to um but the fun like electro intro with the claps and the chorus is awesome um it's musically done really well and i think yeah that that contrast of darker um theme is done really well oh yeah
1: for sure because i mean like we went from prayer and then Another shift change, and this is like like almost even bubblegummy, like yeah, almost, yeah. I want to say, like you know, even before the like the line waiting by the shore lyric, I was like, oh, this is like kind of beachy, um, and I don't know if my brain made the connection because of the lyric and the song kind of actually gives me metro station vibes, but like I pictured the music video to the song on like the set of the Hannah Montana beach set. Um, <laughs> What? yeah <laughs> well metro station mason musso mitchell musso waiting by the shore i don't know uh, that's literally where my brain
0: was you just like six degrees of kevin bacon that yeah. <laughs> i did
1: but whatever anyways i was i was really enjoying it and like like you guys said like there's that that contrast because you know it's it's like a fun party song And while the lyrics are kind of dark, it's still, like, for me, it was like a song about celebrating life. Like, you know, if you don't do things and make mistakes and, you know, like, like the songs that's like fall in love with strangers and you're just this like goody two shoes, like you'll die numb, not feeling anything. And, you know, not that that means to like go out and fuck shit up just to feel something. But like, you know, for me, like as as, while the lyrics seemed kind of dark, it was kind of like saying, like, live your life.
2: I I like thought a little different on the only the good die numb part. Like I didn't know if it was like drug
0: related. That's what I thought too. I was like, it's that's why I was like, this is definitely gotta be about somebody. Like because yeah. I didn't, my brain went totally. Be
2: interpreted both ways though. Like I absolutely. That's yeah. That's what I love about you know music, music. in general. But this song, <laughs> it, it it could so easily be interpret interpret interpreted. interpreted?
0: Interpreted, of course.
2: Uh, so it could e- like, and the the thing that gets me about that is like those two people are two very different people, like
0: mm-hmm.
2: someone that's super into drugs and someone that's a goody two shoes, completely you know leading leading different lives, and like this song could totally relate to them, and like they could see themselves as, you know, the subject of this song,
1: which for sure
2: is pretty powerful.
1: Yeah. Definitely, and another pretty powerful song uh, was the next track off the album, Smith. And literally, I, 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 there's not one song that just stays in the same vein as the one before it. Like here yeah. we go, the the shift changed. It changed shifts again, um, and I loved it. Um, this was almost a ballad at first, but then it gets like this powerful kind of thing going, like Bones did, and you know, and. Um, I, I love again, you know, we were talking like thematically like this isn't your typical pop punk album, but, you know, like this is about his dad. And so, you know, it's not about relationship stuff and everything. And, you know, the little intro, um, like kind of spoken word there is a uh, basically like he said, he told them. Um, uh, Modson told alternative press like it was basically laying it out out there for you. Like it's a tribute to his dad. Um, and it's there's a cool little story um, for him. That um, you know, his dad's favorite thing and quote in life was by the guitar player from this band called The Band, and um, there's this there's this movie called The Last Waltz, and it's it's basically I guess about the band's last show that they ever played, and his dad got like a kick out of the fact that um, the guitar player uh, Robbie Robertson came up to the mic, looked at everyone, and he said good night, goodbye, and then he never stepped foot on stage again. And his dad thought that was the coolest way to go out. So that kind of, um, you know, relates back to the song and, you know, just uh, yeah, I I thought it was great the way he he talks about it. And, you know, just the the song in general, like, you know, he'll always have a room in his house for his dad, you know, Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was beautiful for me. The only negative that I'll say is that, you know, um, earlier in the show, I think Bree you said um that vocally he reminded you a lot of MGK and I I I don't think so I think here um that you know while MGK and I are on good terms these days you know Mod Sun kind of sounded like (laughs) him in the bridge and I wasn't really feeling it um but he did save it because at that at the end of that bridge it kind of went out in a scream and I was like oh yeah give me that
2: (laughs) yeah I think um it was definitely like a really raw like you could tell how raw it was um oh for sure and like the strings and piano in the in the beginning were were really sweet and um you know it, i do kind of compare it a little bit to um lonely on mm. tickets to my downfall because i believe that was about MGK's yes. dad as well um so they both kind of lost their dad recently um but I, I mean, it's an ama- it really is a beautiful ballad. Like, the lyrics are, like, unique and, and very, like, specific. You know, there'll always be a room in my house for you. I was reading, like, he literally still has, he, his dad, I think, lived with him for a while, and um, he's, you know, keeping that room as his dad's room, and, and I just think it's, it's really sweet.
0: I'm very fortunate enough to have never lost a parent. Um, but, so I cannot imagine what that is like, and the thought of, you know, I feel like artists and musicians are the one silver lining of losing someone like that, is that you have a cathartic way of expressing that grief, and I feel like this song was a perfect example of that, of, you know, working through what he needed to work through, a lot of other people just have to kind of, like, us, us non artistic people have to just kind of work through it within our own head versus this is like a nice carthartic way to get some of those feelings out of your head and onto paper or into music or whatever so i i thought it was beautiful um it was definitely a again another left turn like i feel like he's taken turns throughout this entire album and it was just i wasn't expecting something like this from him and i was honestly super impressed with the whole song there, like you guys said basically everything i was gonna say so but yeah it was just it's crazy
1: yeah no for sure what what you said Bray, like we've taken left turns right turns roundabout it's like i am so lost at this point i don't even think a gps can bring me back to <laughs> pop punk before mod sun's internet killed the rock star
0: basically we're we've got that gps from the office where it says left her now and they drive into the lake. <laughs> like that's that's where that's, <laughs> that's kind of the vibe with, where we're going with this album but in a good way it's really been a roller coaster oh <laughs> i was hoping you were gonna do that kelly i was like i was just on.
2: waiting this whole time i was like if someone says roller coaster <laughs> Oh <somebody. all> man. <laughs> <laughs> all right next song song number eight moving right along here is roller coaster um, it sounds like um, like a beachy or windows down cruising song it's, it was like mellow-ish but also you know like had some of that like pop flow kind of through the chorus um, I overall like liked this song but for me there were like way stronger songs on the album this one got like a tiny bit lost for me.
0: I agree.
2: Um, agreed. I think it just lacked like a little bit of something. I don't know what it was, but something.
1: Yeah, for me I think um, you know, like I said, we've been going back and forth between like, you know, like these powerful like pop punk and like then like, you know, ballad and then, you know, some like synthy Electro stuff and it's just going like back and forth and then this is like the first song where I think we have like kind of two in the row that are kind of similar and I think that maybe yes. is why it got lost for me. Maybe. Um I agree. you know, and you know and another song that I I, I couldn't really relate to I think but despite that fact I think it was like great storytelling like especially you know talking about his sobriety and I I think a part that for me was like particularly poignant I guess was the part about how you know his breakup nearly left him broken and like almost you know it's like uh, you know how on the edge some people can be in their sobriety and like how something so a normal part of life can Almost break them again. And so that kind of stood out to me, even though the song overall was not the strongest on the album for sure.
0: Yeah, I. It was one of those things, like, after Smith, I was, like, so emotionally drained. I was, like, ready for something a little bit more upbeat to kind of get over that, like, emotional Mm -hmm. feeling. Exactly. And then having this lull again, I was just like, oh, okay. I mean, it's not a bad song by any means, but. In the context yeah. of the album, it just was kind of a letdown because I was hoping for another hard turn. Because you've been, you know, we've had these ups and downs the whole freaking time. And then the iron, the ironic part is that the song called "Roller Coaster" <laughs> is the one that left me yes, of feeling. A roller roller <laughs> yeah, I felt like I was on the kiddie ride. You know what I mean? Like, versus yeah. the rest of the album was like drops and spins and all kinds of crazy shit. Um,
1: Yeah, like the whole album's like, we've got turbulence. And then now, and then like this song's just like,
2: like,
0: exactly. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that so much.
1: All right. So after roller coaster, um, we've got annoying. And um, the song was not what I expected based on the title we talked about how we were all disappointed and roller coaster how it didn't have that change and so you know as annoying started i was like okay all right and i was really waiting for that hard guitar and drum to hit in the chorus and boom i was not disappointed and honestly it's just a great fucking love song it's so sincere and sweet about all the little things he loves like i don't know if it's because i've been pmsing and i've just been crying at everything but by the time we were at the second chorus i was in tears um so you know like I was just like really feeling it and I think also probably just because it it really hit personally like for me like you know the whole part about like him like having to just say I love you all the time was like because he feels it it it, like that's just so personal like sometimes I feel like I annoy my boyfriend because like I'm like hey I just like look at him and I'm like hey I love you and he's and he's like oh I love you too and I'm like I'm like am am I annoying you maybe a little bit but (laughs) so it's my life
0: on i would yeah. say on that same vein real quick um literally last night slate and i were sitting on the couch and he just looks at me and goes i love you and i'm like i love you too And he goes i feel like i haven't been saying that a lot lately so i need to step it up and i'm like i i didn't notice that so thank you <laughs> and he's like am i saying it too much i'm like no like it's never gonna be too much but at the, it was just so cute because he was he was like he was like am i saying it enough am i not saying it enough like he was so concerned and i'm like No, we're we're good. You say it the perfect way.
2: If there's ever a couple that says "I love you too much," right here, (laughs) the response to literally everything. (laughs) Are you
0: okay? I love you. <laughs> oh no. Oh, God, and funny. I like
2: that the I love you is a question. It's like I love you. <laughs> well I mean just it's like the response for like anything. How's the day going? Well, I mean like that's like not great, but I love you. So
0: <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so it's it's fine. I'm having a shady day at work, but you know, I love you. <laughs> yeah, I love you. <laughs> anyway,
2: I lo-, lo 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 love this song. It's <laughs> yeah. really good. Cute. <laughs> Um, yeah, real good. The it's just so singable. like it's just, I don't know. yeah, it's so catchy. Absolutely. and um, the this one too, I felt like guitar and drums were, like this was another one of the songs that I felt like had more of the pop punky Pop-punk. influence yeah. in, in the guitar and drums um I did you guys hear like female vocal harmonies did
0: Avril come back I going insane no I heard it too I literally have in my notes is Avril on this song too and they just didn't credit her because I don't there's think someone, she is in general though there's someone and I thought it was her oh but I to pick up on that
2: there was definitely some female there was a female or vocal. it was like him like on a second track and a really high voice I, if he I'm gonna check that, the I'm credits really to impressed.
0: see if Yes, but if it no. says anything,
2: so while you check the no. credit's I,
0: no, no,
2: it doesn't have no that's so there was weird. totally some some female harmony is happening,
0: but yes i I completely agree i i we always sometimes joke about like when lyrics are so sweet, they can brat your teeth, but yeah, this one I feel like. Toes the line perfectly where it's like so cute, but it's not like annoyingly cute. And the music is so like pop punky and whatnot. You're like, I don't care if this is corny. This is great. It's just <laughs> like, so I think realistic. It's
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's because like he he says it like in kind of a realistic way. It's not like just like
2: oh like
0: yeah. So
1: cute. It's like it's like you know what I love you like a lot, but it's annoying well, as fuck how much I fucking love you. <laughs> like yeah, it's yes, kind yeah. of how he frames it. <laughs> I think if it,
2: you take if you take that line out of this and fuck song, it's annoying it's way too sweet Agree. like yeah. i think i was born for your eyes only i've never felt like this before and if you take out and fuck it's annoying and read the rest of it like it's yeah. just i i was born without you i'm dying to find you i'll always remind you i love you like <laughs> so cheesy but like that one line it's just it like, just completely makes transform the entire message and the entire like so, reality of
0: it so quick quick tangent um When slate so slate and I were dating for about five months when he told me that he loved me, and the day he did it, we were at a Christmas party, and I wanted to say it, but I had I he had never been in a serious relationship before, I didn't want to freak him out, so every time I got near him at this party, I would just start drinking, and I got shit canned and started texting (laughs) my friend Christina, being like, "You need to keep me on this phone so I don't blurt it out to Slate." (laughs) So then later on that night, he says it, and I'm like, oh, thank fucking God. And so the next day, I was like, it is annoying how goddamn badly I wanted to say it. So as I'm listening to this song, I just got, like, transported back to, like, 2017. Slayton and I, like, sitting at a, you know, at his mom's house, like, having this conversation. (laughs) That's really funny. (laughs) Oh, God, it was so great. Anywho, but, you know, I love this song. It was so great. Any I think eight, it's my
2: favorite well, on the album.
0: I, I might have to agree. It's
2: definitely on the top. I think I have a top three, which is like pretty good for me.
0: It is really yeah, it's it's actually pretty. Good for eight, you. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, alright. And here we go. The highs are high <laughs> and the lows, oh, they are low. <laughs> so alright. The <sighs> next one. I feel so uncomfortable. I'm like tail okay, <laughs> going into my shell right now. Oh, I, I want to like, peel my, my neck skin just off. <laughs>
1: No, I'm I'm living for this.
0: I'm ready. <laughs> it's, Michelle, it's because you love making people uncomfortable. That's yes. like your, like, twisted enjoyment in life. All right. Anyways, next song on the album is Porn Star. And I am telling you right now, if you have children or a parent near you, do not listen to this song. You don't even want to listen to this song by yourself because you're going to want to feel awkward. I mean, it's not a bad song, but it's just a bad <laughs> lyrics. So... This song is so uncomfortable, and I don't understand how... Okay, we've been talking about taking left turns, right turns, whatever. He just flipped the goddamn car. like He just fell right
2: down to Bikini Bottom, like like,
0: the lowest of... I I don't know. The the car is flipped over underwater. Like, I don't even know what's happening. So, going from annoying and this cute I love you, like you're so great, I hate how much (laughs) I love you kind of vibe, to... I suck at everything, but I'm gonna fuck you like a porn star, so I guess that counts for something. Like, literally, I. this is just sh- showcases how men don't understand what women want. The message of, yeah, I'm gonna do everything wrong, except I got that good D. Cool, I don't- how about you just, like, tell me you're- like, what? I don't- <sighs> How about you just treat me like a human being, and we'll figure out the sex part. I don't really care if you're going to fuck me like a porn star. Also, a lot of porn is not good for the woman in that situation. (laughs) So why would I want you to fuck me like a porn star? (laughs) Like, I, I, like, literally, there's a lyric that said, I forgot your birthday. (laughs) What? What? But it's okay, because I'm going to fuck you. Like, I, I don't, I don't. I'm so, how did it go from, like, that adorable an- song annoying to this abomination? I just fucking can't. Like, I honestly, listening to this album, I'm like, holy shit, we're going to make this album, and there's not going to be one bad song on this album. And then porn star hit, like, a fucking nuclear bomb. I'm done.
1: <laughs> I, I rest my case
0: i just want to point out that both michelle and kelly are crying right now
2: i'm I also mean, like half inside my shirt because i'm hiding
1: yeah th- this is a very uncomfortable song for Kelly. cal Kel, do you want to talk about it I'm not really at all thank you for asking
0: <laughs> i think i did enough for kelly and i both so um i know what your
1: guys's opinion is obviously but for me like don't even fucking say it I, so for me I like, kinda I'm have to say, in like this one i i'm gonna continue to say that the pacing of this album is just amazing because after the last song it shifted to this and like first musically it's like all over the place in the best way like it, it feels like a party song like it's 303 and sammy adams meets rock and then the content um we know i'm a vulgar piece of shit but this made me blush. And don't get me wrong, like, I'm gonna be belting this song out Windows Down come summer, but, like, actually, LOL. Like, w- what is this? Like, I mean, I, I loved it because it- it's just stupid and funny and whatever, and it's fun. But, like, actually, I, I do agree with you, Brianna. Like, what
0: the fuck? <laughs> I, will, I will say, strip away the lyrics. The music is great. Like, the song, if you you can tune out the words of a song, like, it's great. And normally, I am that person, but seeing the name porn star, I was like, I feel like this one I'm going to need to pay attention to. And I did, and I was (laughs) horrified. Even if you didn't pay attention, that first, like, I'm going to fuck you like a porn star just hits you like a (laughs) freight
2: train. Really? It hits you. Yeah, that's a... (laughs)
0: <laughs> kelly is so uncomfortable and i'm li- you know what listening to that song was worth it just to see kelly act like this because this is so great i'm so glad we're recording this I'm video she's literally squirming right now seat.
2: and it's just so awful it's just i can't i feel like uh, I we need to visit post- you after you had surgery <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i did not catch that lyric it's an actual lyric is yeah, this a- song
1: <laughs> like i mean like i said i love i i, I did love this song just because it was whatever um, but, i'm very um, upset at how the
2: catchy the chorus is because this, but i don't it didn't, want to be singing didn't. this in public
1: yeah but it's it, it definitely didn't belong on this album because everything else no. was just so good and this just brings it down yes would agree <laughs> it's
2: like the song on on the girlfriend's album that was like oh yeah the, i had to wait time. till the second date to see you naked like yeah okay like really rough. there's no other content you could have come up with like Everything oh. else on this album is, like, so great. And then, like, this is this is how we're, we're spinning this album down.
0: I feel like this is the fuckboy anthem. Like, I feel like Oh, we 100%. Were, like, if we were in college and, like, one of us got fucked over by a fuckboy, you know we would be sitting outside his dorm room with this song, blasting, being like, you're an asshole! But, like, also the sex was good, so maybe... <laughs> Back, also, when, like, back when I didn't know any better, like maybe, but like maybe, yeah. I wonder
2: too, like how different the review of this song would be if we weren't an all-female podcast.
0: Oh, yeah, and yes.
2: like if there were men reviewing this song, like ooh, well,
0: idea. I, don't know. I say we each have one our boyfriends slash fiancés listen to this song blindly and see what they think.
2: Oh God, that would I don't think that would go very well
0: on <laughs> my head. Like, like a Brienne doesn't know. Yes. We're going to do it like okay, a no doesn't it. know ambush style. Got it. Kelly, you very, gotta. Kelly, you gotta. very about this. Kelly, you have to. <laughs> I very much don't want to. <laughs> if you want, bring Mike in here right now and we'll do it for you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Well, with that, we are on to the very last song of the album. It is the title track, Internet Killed the Rockstar. And this one, I, I definitely feel like this was a good closer uh, to the album. It actually, I mean, like, I think the message of the song is, like, really, really relevant. Um, and, like, you know, monson has been in the music industry for a while, and, like, making music and being a musician has changed so much, like, from a decade ago to what it is now. And you have to be, like – so unique and like beyond talented to stand out and like the second you fail or you do something or make something that people don't like there's so many options and like they're just on to the next because everything's so easy to find now like Mm -hmm. you don't have to go to warp tour to find your next like your next favorite band you just like Mm -hmm. go on spotify and click down the list until you find something you like it's like you have to do something so unique to stand out and be the be the rock star
0: i completely agree this is like a very you know prophetic way to end the album um i definitely liked how they how he chose to end it with an acoustic guitar but then like building up into you know that grand ending and then having a out with the dial-up noise i honestly wonder how many gen z people don't know what that noise is oh uh, uh, so many yeah that was a good end. all of them <laughs> but i will also say that i do agree with you know the whole you have to strive so hard and do everything so perfectly in order to make it nowadays and not to toot our own horn, but I hope that our podcast is able to shed some light on some of the lesser known, you know, bands and, like, especially, like, I mean, I'm a perfect example. I don't, you know, seek out new stuff and, I mean, it is super freaking easy, but I'm just lazy. So, this podcast has broadened my horizons and you know i hope that we are able to do that for our listeners and not just have them pass someone by because one song was bad for sure
1: that's it I yeah it. Uh, i yeah i did too um it was like really raw and um mm-hmm. like as soon as the acoustics started i'm like what is this album like what is happening like it was just uh the the back and forth that we've had throughout was just amazing for me. And like I said before, like, you know, I was never bored and I think that's what got me through this album. Cause like individually certain songs I might not have given like a second look at, but like, because of the ebb and flow of this album, like I, I really was able to f- focus in. Um, and this song was one of them. Cause like, you know, acoustic, I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. But, uh, yeah, like, the, the message here was great, and, you know, it's, um, like, he, he talked about, like, uh, how, you know, for him, like, you know, living in this new age, you know, he he kind of had to grow up quickly, but he's been able to keep this, like, childlike sense inside him, and, you know, the song is a tribute to that kid who thought he was never going to make it, but look at this, he did. And, um, you know, uh, it's, it's fantastic. And like you said, like that dial up sound at the end, just kind of brought the the song home and I loved it. The nostalgia.
0: I'm, I'm giving out my chef's kiss to the internet sound on the end of this album. (laughs) So good. It was just like the perfect nostalgia vibe. I can. Yeah.
1: Yes. So good. So that is the end of the album. And, you know, like we were saying, BO4, overall, I don't know if I would consider this entire album pop punk. Like, it definitely had those elements, but, you know, it wasn't full pop punk. There was definitely a lot of influence from other spaces. And, you know, I think not only do we, like the three of us personally, but I think as a scene, um, we have to accept that while generic pop punk will always be there and, you know, we can love on that all we want, there's going to be more quote unquote pop punk albums like this. Um but yeah but I mean I mean you know having never listened to Matsun or at least not knowingly I- I'm definitely a fan of this album if you couldn't tell. Like, you know there was so much going on it had my head spinning. I was definitely never bored and you know I may not revisit this whole album but songs like Karma, Bones, Annoying I'm all in for. And well Flames, but that's just like a duh. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I think this song was um was definitely I think a pleasant surprise for for all of us. Like I didn't really know what to expect from it and it definitely was impressive from from cover to cover. I think um there are some songs on here like I would listen I would definitely listen to this album again like all, you know, from from front to back. There are a couple songs on here that like I may not choose to listen to um you know, consistently on like a a playlist kind of thing but um like definitely like you said karma um annoying and like 20 numb and prayer and flames like there are a decent amount of songs on this album that i have added to my like normal rotation and um you know we'll keep listening to like outside of the the confines of the album
0: i agree like this album i was happily surprised i mean i wasn't i try not to have like preconceptions going into one of these guys but not knowing much about him and you know only only having heard the single flames i had a very you know like it was such a good song that i'm like okay there's only two ways this album can go either it's going to be straight fire or it's going to be straight dumpster fire so, because like if you come out with a single that good, it's usually either like very indicative of the album, or it's like the, the flash in the, the yeah the flash in <laughs> the pan. That's it. You know what I mean? And I it, I was definitely not let down. Uh, this album is great. Um, I mean, porn star honestly didn't even need to be on this album at all, and it would have been a perfect album for me. Because even with the little lull of roller coaster, it's probably the closest album to. Eh, maybe not. Maybe um, Into the Raging Sea was better. But you know what I mean? Like, it's, this is probably one of our top track-by-tracks where everything has been so good, so different, so versatile. Like, it's such a testament to his range, not only with lyrics, but with, you know, his voice and the sound and the vibes he's gonna put out. So I I really liked it. I did compare it a lot to MGK through like while I was listening to it just because i feel i don't know for some reason his voice to me sounds very similar to mgk i know that's not the consensus with everyone um but even their themes were very similar like the tribute to their dad the their struggles with drugs you know the whatever i just think that this is the album mgk wanted to make um because mgk's album halfway through takes a hard deep no turn just it, it doesn't work Versus this one, mm-hmm. there's like one or two hiccups, and it's great all the way through. So, uh, basically, what I'm trying to say is, if you love MGK, give Mod Sun a listen to because they're very similar, but like also different in the best ways. Like you'll like them both, is what I'm trying trying to say.
2: Mm-hmm. For sure, definitely. Are we rating? Yeah, yes, we're giving it, it a
1: grade. I-, I am going to give it
2: a B. Um. I was gonna go like, yeah. I say B plus.
0: I had it at a B plus, but after talking about it and going through it, I actually bumped it to an A minus.
1: Whoa! Um, I think that's the highest we've ever given
2: anybody.
0: I know, so I think it averages out to a B plus.
2: Whoa! Whoa! I mean, it makes sense. There's only like one song on here that As,
0: like, like we that's didn't the thing, like. Is, like. There's porn star, which is horrible. And then Roller Coaster wasn't a bad song. It was just misplaced within the album. So, yeah. other than that, I loved everything on this album. So, I can't, yeah. you know... That's why I originally had it at a B plus. but the more we talked about it, and the more I was like, ah. I can't wait to listen to this again. So, I bumped You know, now it that I'm minus. looking
1: at it, I think it's because I didn't, like, actually rate the songs. Now yeah. that you say that, like... the I, I, I had an issue with Roller Coaster, but you're right. That was because it was poorly placed. And I think my other issue was Better Man, because of the content and then porn star obviously it, but like yeah. that's just but that for me i actually liked it because it's fun but
0: <laughs> so yeah so it's so
1: maybe you know what i'm giving it a b
0: plus so we're we're average at a b plus plus then i guess sure
1: because i don't know math
0: it's not it's <laughs> with letters. A math. i mean technically it's it would math be a with b+. letters i don't
1: know math it's a very high end yeah. b plus yeah it's almost an a minus but it's a B plus.
0: It's an A right. minus slash B plus. Basically, what we're saying is go listen to the album and let's go. Yeah, us know good job, did.
1: Mod Son. Because we yeah, know you're listening. Very good job. <laughs> thanks Snaps for listening. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us on this roller coaster of an episode. Um and you guys know the deal. Tune in every week now and uh, hang out with us on Facebook and Instagram at the Mosh Pit Pod. And, you know, I told you guys, I have been very much down a deep TikTok hole lately. So, you know, maybe I'll finally start posting on our TikTok at the Mosh Pit Pod also. <laughs> so until next time, hashtag Moshad.